Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. Hope you guys are having an amazing week, and here we are, folks, exactly two weeks away from uh, the opening day, or kickoff of the uh, NFL season as it will happen two weeks from tonight. I hope you're all excited. I am beside myself. I am ready for some football. Today we're going to do a few things here. I want to go over some injuries, of course, and then I'm also going to do another uh, live mock draft, this time based on the draft settings of my home league. Uh, You've heard me talk about the flagship league now if you've listened to me over the course of time. And we have um, determined our draft order. So I'm going to enter an expert's draft on ESPN, and I'm going to see what what I can do from the the number three position, which is what I've got. Um, But before we tackle any of that, I do want to, of course, tell you guys about another podcast that I listen to on a regular basis. You've heard me talk about this time and time again. It is the Morning Smoke CLT. Uh, Join my man G as he discusses a variety of topics that not only are near and dear to his own heart, but that we all can relate to as uh, in our own lives. Whether it is the COVID situation, whether it is the social unrest that is plaguing the country as we speak, whether it is sports uh, or just society in general, food for thought that will really stimulate your imagination and kind of get you to refocus, if that's a good way to put it. Um, definitely check it out. It is it is good listening. If you're like me and you enjoy relaxing with a nice cold beverage and perhaps a smoke, whether it's a cigar, a pipe, or a cigarette, then the Morning Smoke CLT is definitely for you. Um, you can follow G on Instagram at the Morning Smoke Charlotte. And uh, once again, the name of the podcast is The Morning Smoke CLT. You can find it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere that fine podcasts can be found. Check it out, guys. You will not regret it. All right, so I do want to touch on some injuries since now that there have been uh, there's sustained practices and drills. There's bound to be injuries. Now, luckily, most of these have been contained, and, um, and and there's not too much on the major injury side, but we'll try to cover this as quickly as possible. Kenyon Drake, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, has a foot injury. While he's listed as questionable for the start of the season, he has come out himself and said that he's fine. And Cliff Kingsbury and company don't see any scenario where he's not ready to go for the beginning of the year. I still expect Kenyon Drake to have a really solid year with uh, top five potential. I know that there are a lot of folks there, uh, that a lot of folks out there that are high on Miles Sanders. I've spoken at nauseum about how I feel about that, and and we'll talk about him on the injury report in a minute. I like Kenyon Drake better than Miles Sanders this year. If I had to take them straight up, I'm taking Drake first every time. David Montgomery uh, suffered a scare today in practice. He was carted off the field, and at first it was thought to be a major injury. And while there's still 
are some uh, sketchy reports out there. It is believed that he has suffered a groin injury, and they don't believe that it is serious, and they do believe that he will be back practicing very soon, but it is something to keep an eye on, as, of course, he was slotted in to be the number one guy there in Chicago, and he's kind of a guy that I liked getting in the mid-rounds to be a a wide receiver, too, on my team if I was going with somebody uh, early. You know, pair him with an Alvin Kamara or a, a Christian McCaffrey or somebody like that. So just something to keep your eye on. Also, Allen Robinson uh, with an ankle injury. This is something that um, I, I like Allen Robinson a lot. And anybody who's listened to me over the course of several years understands that the talent I feel is wasted in his situation. All of that said, his uh, foot injury doesn't seem to be uh, very serious. And Matt Nagy believes that he will be back um, again but way before uh, the season starts. So there shouldn't be anything to worry about there, just something that we will monitor just in case. Cincinnati Bengals, this is of interest. Joe Mixon has an undisclosed injury. Now, um, it, it was there was a lot of, uh, earlier in the week, there was a lot of mystery around this because he just wasn't practicing and there was no word coming out. Now, he has joined his team. He, he did go out there today. Whether or not he practiced, I don't know. And I'm recording this on Wednesday, for those of you, when I say today, I mean Wednesday. He did go out there, um, whether he practiced or not, I'm not 100% sure. It is not believed to be serious, but that is something to monitor, because if, for any reason, he's not ready to go, Gio Bernard shoots up your um, your draft boards. Is he going to be a top 12 running back? I don't know, but he certainly will figure in uh, to the equation. DeAndre Swift, um, the Detroit rookie also has an undisclosed injury, although he was back practicing today, so it is definitely thought not to be serious there. Again, something to keep an eye on because if Swift misses time, then carry on Johnson becomes more interesting. Rashad Perryman, wide receiver for the Jets, has a knee uh, ailment. Again, not thought to be too serious. He will be back practicing according to the team, so I don't think it's something you really have to keep your eye on, as I wasn't high on him anyway, but there are folks who who absolutely are. So if you're a guy that was targeting him, absolutely keep your eye on it, because you don't want to be drafting injured players, uh, certainly at this point. Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now this one... Looks, He looks very doubtful for the beginning of the year as he should miss around four weeks or so. And um, he's basically suffering from a, a shoulder, an AC joint injury. And those could be very tricky, especially for a wide receiver. So he is somebody that I don't know that he would have been very high on your draft board anyway. But that could increase the value of somebody like Keenan Allen, for example, or one of the secondary wide receivers there in L.A. The Las Vegas Raiders, Tyrell Williams, has a shoulder, a, a torn labrum injury. Now, from what I've heard from both Raiders insiders and from what I've read online, he's going to play through it. I don't know that you're going to be targeting him anyway, but the point being here, they have a lot of wide receivers in Las Vegas, so this may do something to elevate Henry Ruggs just a little bit, something to keep an eye on. 
Jared Stidham has a hip injury for New England. There are folks out there who really do believe he's going to challenge Cam Newton for the, the, the starting quarterback job. I'm not in that camp, so I'm going to keep going. Saquon Barkley, of note, had an undisclosed injury. He was seen limping off, uh, off the practice field earlier this week. And he did come back out and rejoin the Giants. It is not thought that there is anything going on there, so it's not thought to be serious. But since he is going in the top three among players in drafts, definitely keep your eye on this one. Because if for any reason he's injured, then you really need to reevaluate what you're going to do. Now I want to talk about the L.A. Rams and Daryl Henderson. With a hamstring injury, he looks doubtful, or at least, uh, yeah, I, I really do believe that he's doubtful. Hammies are very, very tough injuries, especially when you haven't really been doing much in the way of practicing all through this COVID-19 crisis. What you're looking at here is a situation where Henderson most likely will not play. So is Cam Akers going to get full reins of this backfield? I don't think so. I think if you're going to target anybody here, it's going to be Malcolm Brown. I believe that Malcolm Brown is going to be the starter here, and I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries if Henderson is out. I don't think Henderson would have figured in the equation as the main guy anyway, but with one less mouth to feed, Malcolm Brown becomes more interesting in this backfield. Miles Sanders, I mentioned him earlier. He is week-to-week for the Philadelphia Eagles with a leg injury. Now, this is definitely something that you need to monitor. They're calling it a lower body. I have heard numerous reports that it is a leg. In any event, he is listed as not day-to-day, folks, week-to-week. This is a guy that everybody has in their top 10. Again, I think it's way too high. Way too high. And now, given the injury situation, <laughs> you, you can. that's a big heck no for me but I'm not going to harp too much on that I'm looking at it from the standpoint of what are you going to do in your drafts okay well you may pivot away from him and take somebody else do you elevate anybody else in that backfield I don't know about that I really don't I think it's going to be a 100% committee approach even with Sanders in there so from a fantasy impact I don't see there's going to be that much of it I just say back away from Sanders he is not as interesting as everybody makes him up to be that is one hype train that instead of feeding it coal they fed it rocket fuel but they fed it the wrong kind of rocket fuel you know if if any of you are familiar with Phineas and Ferb this is a doofenshmirtz train you'll all know what that means We'll finish up talking about the injuries with a couple of Kansas City Chiefs. And Tyreek Hill, of course, is suffering from a hamstring injury. However, he is thought to be practicing now in limited capacity, and he looks to be okay, at least um, optimistically okay for the start of the season. And then um, the often injured Sammy Watkins with a groin injury. It seems like he always has a groin injury, that guy. He's not somebody you should be targeting anyway. If both of these guys can't go, then it will be interesting to see what they do and how they use players like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, for example. So definitely something to keep your eye on. For those of you out there who run a business, you're most likely using an outdated website if you even have one set up at all. That's where Bove Design comes into play. Rob and company have the tools and expertise to set your business up for success. Don't just take my word for it. 
Follow them on Instagram at bove.design, that's B-O-V-E dot design, and you can see their custom work firsthand. You can also check out my sharp new logo as well when you've uploaded or downloaded this podcast as it was made courtesy of Bove Design. So make sure you hit Rob, the owner, up on IG, throw him a follow, check out his work. If you're looking for graphic design work, web design, or even a custom logo like the one I have. All right, so let's go ahead and hop right into this mock draft, give you a little bit of history here. This is my flagship league. I am going into my seventh season in this league. Um, I have one championship. I have finished in uh, second place and third place um, multiple times. So I am uh, I am pumped, needless to say. This is a very competitive league. The guys listen to this show, so I need to be careful what I say. And um, I draft out of the third position. We did the random drawing uh, just the other night. Um, and so now that I know I draft out of the third position, our draft is coming up on the 5th of September. I'll cover the live draft as well. I don't know if I'll record darn it, but I certainly will let you guys know how I end up doing in regards to that. So I have it set up here where I'm drafting from the number three position. And barring any surprises, I know who I'm going to take here. Of course, the rankings, just to show you or give you an idea of how it's set up here, McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, and Kamara are one through five. So five running backs, all back-to-back like that. Michael Thomas is ranked sixth with Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Kenyon Drake rounding up the top ten. Throw in Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs, and you have your top 12. Let's see how this goes as far as the actual draft. And what I'll do here, too, is I'll give you some analysis as the players get uh, taken off of the board. So once the first and second players go, I'll make my selection, and then I'll kind of recap while I update you on what goes on. The draft, of course, as every draft does, will move faster as the uh, rounds progress. The first three rounds typically are the ones that take the longest. A little bit of strategy. I am going into this, in, and I'm going to incorporate my zero QB and zero tight end strategy. What is that? If you've heard me talk about it, I'm not going to take a quarterback or a tight end until after I've had my kicker and my defense. So my last two picks of the entire draft will be my tight end and my quarterback. I've been able to do this in some mock drafts with, uh, you'd be surprised at how deep the team is when you do something like that. So I wanted to show you guys what this is like in an actual draft environment if I were to put this forth. The scoring, of course, is full point PPR. For those of you who don't know, you get one point per reception for whether it's the tight end, the wide receivers, or the running backs. It is a six-point per passing touchdown league as well, so that has something to do with it. Um, A lot of times, if it's four-point per passing touchdown, the running quarterbacks have a higher premium because they get six points for the rushing touchdowns. That's not to say that rushing quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton aren't valuable. They are, but they are not as valuable. All right, so McCaffrey went number one. 
and Barkley went number two. So here I am sitting at number three, and as much as I love Dalvin Cook, and you guys know I love Dalvin Cook, the fact that he broke off talks with, uh, the talks have fallen off between him and the Vikings, I don't think he will hold out, but I'm not sure about that. And with Zeke sitting there, I am going with the tried and true Ezekiel Elliott. So the first three picks, uh, Kamara is the fifth pick. And here's where things get interesting. As I mentioned, Dalvin Cook is still sitting there at five. So is Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, and Miles Sanders. So you have a a vast array of different players, actually. So we're going to have to see what, uh, what they do here. And it looks like it was Dalvin Cook who went number five. In somewhat of a surprise, Edwards Alaire went number six, followed by Michael Thomas, Derrick Henry, and of course, this happens in every draft, a quarterback went number nine overall, and it wasn't Lamar Jackson, it was Pat Mahomes. So there you go. And we expected in in our... Uh, in, in in my flagship league, there are at least two Patriot homers. So I expect that Brady, even though he is not uh, playing for the Patriots any longer, should be going in the first round, second round at the most. Um, we shall see if Cam Newton figures into that equation as the uh, heir apparent to Brady. Mahomes was followed by Mixon at 10, which is a great pick. I love Joe Mixon this year, especially if these injuries are um, are not serious. Julio Jones and Miles Sanders go 11 and 12, so that rounds out the first round. Coming back around with the 13th pick is Josh Jacobs, then Travis Kelsey, so there goes your first tight end at number 14, the second pick of the second round. And I want to talk a little bit about that because as much as I love Kelsey, I still think that's way too early to be taking a tight end because you're committing to one position where you can be really fortifying others running backs are so running backs are just so scarce and their drop off is falling off a cliff after you get to a certain point that I don't like taking Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Zach Ertz or Mark Andrews none of those guys it's way too early for me so I'm going to stand pat there Aaron Jones went off the board and DeAndre Hopkins so there are five more picks and then me. So I have the sixth pick coming up. Kenyon Drake just went off of the board. So if I'm looking at another running back, there's Nick Chubb. Um, and then there's quite a bit of uh, wide receivers after Chubb. I'll kind of break it down as we get closer to it. Un- unless Chubb sits there, which he doesn't, he's gone. So uh, just to recap really quickly, after DeAndre Hopkins was Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, and Nick Chubb. One more pick before I'm on the clock. Devontae Adams is still on the board, which I find very intriguing. And he's still there now. So this, to me, is a no-brainer. I'm going to go ahead and take the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I paired him up with, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. And we'll see what comes back around to me here. There's a plethora of wide receivers I can choose from here. Lamar Jackson was just taken after Chris Godwin. So I took Adams after Kittle. 
So I'll recap again from where Nick Chubb was taken. Kittle, I took Devontae Adams, then Chris Godwin, Lamar Jackson, Mike Evans, and Kenny Galladay. So now I'm on the board and I'm looking at DJ Moore, who I absolutely love, Allen Robinson, who, again, another guy that I absolutely love. So a slew of receivers here, all of whom I like a lot. I just feel a little bit better about Allen Robinson. Call it what you want. It's six and one half dozen here. I'm going with Allen Robinson over DJ Moore. I was torn. I would have been happy with either of them. So my team for the moment is Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams, and Allen Robinson. So when it comes back around to my turn, I'll be looking at going running back wide receiver. I'm not doing the quarterback, like I said, or the tight end, so it's going to be running back wide receiver. I can't do two wide receivers, or at least I don't think I want to, because I, I the running back, you'll see when it comes back around and I tell you what's there, the running backs will be so scarce. I'm going to go ahead and look at some of the other teams, just so you can see how we are all break, broken up. So, team one, Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, and Mike Evans. Now, Lamar Jackson and McCaffrey were the winning combination last year in my home league. Make no mistake about it. But I think this person's going to thin themselves out. Saquon Barkley, Chris Godwin, and Kenny Galladay. Pretty much set up a lot like my team is. So I can't really fault him there. Team 3, Alvin Kamara, DJ Moore, and George Kittle. So going for the um, the spread-out approach. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and Adam Thielen. So you can see here where some of the, uh, you know, for the most part, they're broken up a lot like the way that I'm doing it. Odell Beckham Jr., Tyreek Hill, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That is an interesting team. You want to talk about a ceiling play? That is definitely a ceiling play. So after I took Robinson, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, then Todd Gurley, who was somebody I was targeting on the back around, so that's not going to happen. Word coming out today that his touches may go up, or at least he's expected to have more touches, so Todd Gurley I don't think will stay around as late, but I will tell you who, uh, if I can grab him, I'll tell you who I'm targeting now at the uh, in the fourth round. Juju Smith-Schuster, then Cortland Sutton. AJ Brown, Robert Woods, and then the third the the I believe it's the third tight end. I think he went yep, Zach Ertz did go before Mark Andrews. So Zach Ertz and Keenan Allen have come off the board at thirty eight and thirty nine. So again here I am, seven more picks to uh my next pick, and I'm gonna take a look at there's one, two, three, four, five Six. Okay, there are six running backs. I have six picks. There are six running backs that I would take here. So there's a really good chance with Mark Andrews going off the board that I'm going to go ahead and grab um, one of the running backs that I like here. We'll see if I get the guy I'm looking for. And I definitely have a target for my wide receiver. There's a few of them. There's a guy I like better than the others on the wraparound. If I can get these two, I'll be I'll be psyched. I will be absolutely pumped. So let's see what falls to me here. The top five on the board right now, Tyler Lockett, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell. 
I'm on the edge of my seat because the guy I want is if if he's right there. And nope, Jonathan Taylor was taken before David Johnson. David Johnson is my guy here in the fourth round. So I pair David Johnson up with Ezekiel Elliott, Allen Robinson, and Devontae Adams. I'm very happy with this so far. So let me see what I can do about my flex play here. There is a running back hanging around that's going to... Okay, he's not there anymore. That would have been a very tough decision for me. So you guys have heard me talk about this, so I'm not even going to... Uh, we're not even going to beat the dead horse here. I am taking T.Y. Hilton here at the uh, in the fifth round. So he will be my flex along with, like I said, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. So those are my three receivers along with David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. Now the draft is moving a lot faster. Now um, I'm not going to recap everybody that was taken. If anybody, uh, I'm going to look and see if there's anybody that was taken that is a surprise. I don't think in these type of drafts there aren't because these are experts that are drafting here in the mock with me. No, it doesn't not appear like there's been anything crazy going on. The top five on the board right now, DJ Metcalf, DJ Chark, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, and Cam Akers. It's a while till I get my pick though. So those guys will all be gone. Now if I scroll down, I'm looking at if I'm looking at taking a running back here, I'm gonna most likely end up with somebody along the lines of Raheem Mostert. Mark Ingram, Tariq Cohen, if I wanted to go with a specialist, then wide receivers, most likely I'll be deciding between the likes of, uh, let's see, Debo Samuel if he falls, or Julian Edelman, who I'm unsure about, Brandon Cooks, meh, I'm not, not really interested there, so... Marvin Jones would be the guy that I really want. You guys have heard me talk about him. So Jones is the guy that I'm eyeballing here. Ingram and Jones, I'll be happy with that if I can get that combination. Philip Lindsay is also interesting here as well um, as a guy. Now, I want to bring up some guys that are still on the board here. Michael Gallup, I absolutely love, talent-wise. I worry about what's going on there in uh, Dallas, along with those other two wide receivers. I would much rather wait and take Gallup here than take Amari Cooper early. Um, I think Gallup has more of a chance of, of popping and being that number one. Now, Tyler Boyd is also here, and he is another guy that I have my eye on. I think he's going to do extremely well. So... We are coming up on six more picks to when I go. And like I said, in looking at the board, the way it's set up, Mark Ingram is the eighth down the down the road there, and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is 12th. Well, Mark Ingram was taken. But David Montgomery, groin injury notwithstanding, is still on the board, as is Tariq Cohen. Interesting that the teammates are there. So I may pivot here and go wide receiver before I go running back. Because there is a guy here later on that I do like. A couple of them, actually, that I can get. But I'm going to go on the assumption that David Montgomery um, it will be okay in terms of this draft. 
somebody took him or they sniped him right before I went. So I am going to, in fact, pivot here and I am going to go with Marvin Jones Jr. as a backup wide receiver for running back. Since I didn't get David Montgomery, I'm not going to go with Tariq Cohen. He's too much of a specialist. So in looking at what is left here on the board, I am going to go with Latavius Murray. The reason I'm taking Murray is Murray is a very good backup uh, to Kamara. And if Kamara ever gets hurt, he is going to be the guy. So I went ahead and did that there. So let me go ahead and read you my team. And this is what I have so far. I have Zeke and David Johnson as my running backs with Latavius Murray on the bench. Then I have Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, and Marvin Jones as four of my wide receivers. So I will let you know what it looks like coming back around and what I can end up with. I'm still looking for running backs and wide receivers. Like I said, I am not going with the tight end yet, and I'm certainly not going with the quarterback. As we approach my next pick, I do want to cover a little bit of the uh, the philosophy or the strategy of handcuffing. I've talked about this a little bit. I'm going to go into it in a little bit more detail. Handcuffing is when you have drafted a player, usually at high draft capital, in your first or second round. And you want to handcuff him with a teammate that you know is going to get the volume should something happen to him. That is as good of an insurance policy as having a starting running back on your bench because you know that this guy is going to go in there should anything happen to your guy. I have Ezekiel Elliott. With Ezekiel Elliott, doesn't really come much injury risk. He hasn't been, knock on wood, hurt. I am going to, since I have two other running backs that I can slide in and out as needed, I am going to snatch up Tony Pollard as long as he's available. Uh, now, he's been a target uh, of a lot of people in drafts, so I am looking at him now as my fourth running back because, like I said, that assures me of the number one back in Dallas. Now, there's only one more pick before me, and then I'll let you know who else is on the board as a running back, and you guys can share your thoughts with me. I really, def- I, I definitely would like you to. So, I am looking at a choice of James White, Matt Burita, Zach Moss, Tevin Coleman, Alexander Madison, who becomes interesting if anything happens with Dalvin Cook and the holdout, and Tony Pollard. I'm going with the sure thing in my mind. I have Zeke already. I'm handcuffing him with Pollard. Done deal. Some of the wide receivers that were on the board, um, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Preston Williams. So... I'm going to go ahead and look back at the the running backs one more time. And I don't see anybody here that I feel like I absolutely need to have. Antonio Gibson becomes interesting because he's both, but he is listed as a running back. Then there's Duke Johnson and Tevin Coleman. So I'm going to pass there. Um, You've heard me talk about this again. Sterling Shepard, arguably the number one wide receiver for Daniel Jones and company. I will definitely take him. He's going to be on my bench anyway. So just to recap, my running backs are Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson, followed by Latavius Murray and Tony Pollard. For wide receivers, we have Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones Jr., and Sterling Shepard.
I am looking at three more bench spots, so I do want to go wide receiver and running back here again. Oh, I know it seems excessive, and you're going to look at my team and say, but you have no quarterback, but you have no tight end. Let's look at that, shall we? For quarterbacks, here we are in the 10th round, okay? And your quarterbacks on the board who haven't been drafted yet include Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, and Cam Newton. I think I'm doing okay. Now let's go ahead and go to the tight ends. Gronkowski, Hayden Hurst, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gesicki, Chris Herndon. And of course the dogs are chiming in because they want me to take a quarterback too. So if you heard that, that's what that's all about. Uh, I'm going to resist. The the one tight end that becomes interesting here, I think, is Dallas Goddard. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about that if Zach Ertz becomes hurt or anything like that. So we'll we'll take a look now at what's on the board as it's going to approach my turn here soon. I have the seventh pick off the board coming up. And like I said, I am definitely looking to go with a wide receiver and a running back. I have my eye on somebody, but I don't know if he's going to be snatched up yet. And then I see a, an arguably a number one wide receiver just sitting there, but we'll we'll see about that. All right, I thought I was going to be sniped, but there was a run on tight ends because people want to get them. This is going to happen in your league. No matter what happens, you're going to start seeing this happen. Don't get caught up in the run of a position. If tight ends start flying off the board, maintain your strategy. Sit back, relax, let them do what they're going to do while you get the player. I'm taking Alexander Madison. I mentioned he doesn't have great value if Dalvin Cook is there the whole season. Dalvin Cook, however, is in a contract dispute during a COVID year, and he's injury prone. I have no problem putting him on my bench and seeing how it all plays out. Now, I did mention how there were some... Uh, some wide receivers that looked interesting. And I'm going to bring up Jalen Rager for the Philadelphia Eagles. Deshaun Jackson is there, but he's decrepit. Then you have Alshon Jeffrey, who's never, ever healthy. I think that Wentz is going to throw a lot to Rager. I wasn't buying it early on. I am in. I'm buying in now. So I went ahead and did that. I, there is... Um, there is a guy that I'm going to take in the, the very last pick of the draft, even after my quarterback and, and such. So here's what I'm going to do. There are, I have one bench spot left, a tight end, quarterback, defense, and kicker. I'm going to go ahead and get a leg up, no pun intended, and take a kicker soon because they're all still on the board. Now, you might be in a league where somebody grabs a kicker early. Let them. I mean, that's not something you ever want to flip out about. But at this point in the draft, when you have this many, you have five more spots on your team, you you can absolutely grab one of the best kickers that you know is going to get you some points. You're going to hear time and time again that kickers don't matter. They still get points. Yeah, kickers matter. If you have a kicker on your team and he plays for a team that doesn't score, and the you may get two to five points each week, or you can have a kicker like Justin Tucker or Will Lutz or Harrison uh, Bucker or Greg Zerline. Guys like this who who absolutely can, can score, it makes a difference. You're not going to go out of your way to get a kicker, but 
don't don't shrug it off like it's nothing. It definitely is something. It's something you want to consider and keep your eye on. So I am looking now at taking Harrison Butker for the Kansas City Chiefs because I want the kicker for the best offense in football. It's that simple. So that's what I'm going to go ahead and do here. Let's look at the defenses just to see because I am curious. I like the Bills' defense. They play the Jets twice. New England's a little shaky. Miami. Yeah, I like the Bills' defense a lot. But there are other defenses that I can take. So I'm going to go ahead and take Harrison Bucker with the kicker uh, here as soon as it is my turn. There are still plenty of quarterbacks here that I can choose from. I am not going quarterback. I went kicker, and now I'm going defense. And the Bills are still there, so I went with them. So now I have Bucker. Uh, as a kicker and the Bills defense so now I am looking at quarterback tight end or my last bench spot so let's go ahead and see what comes back around I will look at the tight ends really quickly and the guy that I'm that I want to take there are two guys that I have in mind one of them I've spoken to uh, spoken to you about and I've listed him as a breakout and another one I've listed him as an un underdrafted player so I've talked about both of these guys and I don't think that they will both be taken. So now that I've said that, I'm going to go back and look at the quarterbacks. And I'll give you a quick rundown. Here we are in the 13th round. And this is what's left for quarterbacks. So this is something that you really, really need to keep in mind. Ryan Tannehill, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, Gardner Minshew, Joe Burrow, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater. These are all starting quarterbacks. Now, again, are they the caliber of Pat Mahomes? No, but as I did outline in my last podcast, there are guys on here that can compare to a Pat Mahomes and did so as as late as as early as last year. So, don't discount that either. You, if you wasted a but like. Patrick Mahomes went number nine overall. You're talking about the 14th round, pick seven, eight, nine. I'm, you know, here I am, pick ten of the 14th round, and a guy like Jared Goff is still sitting there. So I'm going to wait on quarterback even more, and I'm going to go ahead and try to get my guy. And he's still there as a tight end, and that is Jack Doyle. Thank you very much. I will take Philip Rivers' number one tight end all day every day so now let's go back to quarterbacks and I mentioned Philip Rivers he is also still on the board so we have Tannehill Goff Mayfield Cousins Derek Carr and Philip Rivers if you want to throw in a Darnold and Bridgewater you can do so so I have talked about Mayfield and how I feel he's going to have a resurgence. I do. Tannehill is a popular choice as well. His numbers would indicate that. I've been, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is here on Derek Carr, whose numbers were very much like that of Pat Mahomes last year. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is here with Derek Carr. And there's one more round, and I know who I'm targeting. It's a wide receiver unless something drastic happens and there's a running back there that I'm just not aware of. Well, there is an interesting... Yeah, that, that there's, there's a couple of interesting things here. Um, but this late in drafts, if I can give you any advice whatsoever, it is to look for slot wide receivers that haven't been taken. Danny Amendola, Cole Beasley, 
guys like that, guys that you know are going to be operating in the middle of the field. Steve Sims Jr. maybe for uh, Washington. I know they're not going to be a prolific offense by any stretch of the imagination, but it is something to consider, of course. These are guys that are definitely going to get work in the middle of the field. So um, having said that, of course, a lot of them just went off the board. Hunter Renfro in Las Vegas is another guy that you can look at for that as well. These None of these guys are the ones I'm targeting, though. The guy I'm targeting isn't going to get taken. Nobody's taken him. And he was touted, highly touted, once upon a time. And who is that? That is Mr. Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans. He will be my last pick, and then I'll rattle off my team, and then please hit me up and let me know what you think. But here we go. Now, I will say that Cole Beasley was still on the board, and if it was an actual draft, I might have gone with safety here. But the upside of Corey Davis I really like this year. Tennessee is an improved team. Davis is a talent, and I do believe that he will uh, surpass, obviously, his draft position of being free. So let's go ahead and look at the entire team, and this way I can give you the roster as it stands. At quarterback, I have Derek Carr. For the starting running backs, I have Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson with the flex, T.Y. Hilton. Tight end, Jack Doyle. The Bills defense and Harrison Butker will be my kicker. Um, Then we have Marvin Jones, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Rager, and Corey Davis on the bench for wide receivers. Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, and Latavius Murray will be backing up the running backs. And you can see there... I have a solid foundation. I have five running backs. I have six wide receivers. That is what you need to do if you're just to have that. That way you don't have to waste waiver priority with guys that are hurt and not playing, especially in a COVID season. If you play in a fab league where you have a free agent budget, that's even more tricky. This way you have your guys on your team that you can interchange in and out. Now, Is Derek Carr going to light the world on fire? Probably not. But as I mentioned earlier, he had 4,000 passing yards, the potential to get 25 to 30 touchdowns, a low interception percentage, and a high passer rating with more weapons coming on board. Absolutely sign me up for that at the, the low, low price of after my kicker. I'll take it every time. So that's my team. Hit me up on Twitter at FFKnowItAll. Definitely shoot me an email at KnowItAllFantasyFootball at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. Send me some of your teams. I can look at them. I'd be happy to grade them. I'm not, I'm not one that does the grade by letter. I would just give you some insight if you wanted it, but definitely throw it up there. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook as well. Um, J-E-R-R-Y-C-A-R-T-I-E-R. You can look me up there as well. I'll be posting a lot of content on social media as the season goes on. So that will do it for the mock draft episode, the second mock draft episode, as you really should be, if you're not drafting this coming weekend, you will be drafting the following weekend. So I want to gear my next two podcasts next week toward draft prep and, um, it will cover injuries a little bit more and maybe some uh, scenarios. So we'll have to see. Hit me up if there's anything you really want me to do. 
uh, above and beyond what I'm already doing, I'll be happy to specialize. I am all about the feedback, so definitely hit me up and let me know. I want to thank all of you again. This is a word-of-mouth podcast. No advertising yet, so we are rapidly approaching 300 downloads, and I could not be happier or more proud. You guys are the absolute best, so I can't thank you all enough. I'm going to rattle off as many names as I can, as I know you guys are definitely listening. First and foremost, I want to thank a new listener, Ms. McKinney. You are amazing. Thank you for sharing the content and being as supportive as you are. And I do want to give a shout out to Porch Time with Miss McKinney. She does a podcast. Please check that out. I will be doing a regular segment on that um, as the podcast goes on. My former podcast partner and a good friend of mine, Donnie. Donnie, you, what we had as far as the, the Fantasy Football Project definitely... Uh, launch it was a launch pad for this i miss the banter going back and forth i know you're doing well and you have a lot of good things going on hopefully we can get you on the show at some point soon chris henderson the back and forth and the inside out of raiders camp that i get from you is invaluable uh, my trade partner in my my home league of course uh rob from bove design for the awesome logo and um and and for the for listening to the show of course and the rest of you guys, from from Chris to Anthony to Deja to Jayla to uh, Mike to Nick to Jen, you guys are super, super supportive, and I could not have done this without you. A big shout out to Matt Bacon for his uh, for his contribution to my original color scheme as well as the artwork. And of course, last but never least, is Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the amazing intro and outro music. Brother, I appreciate everything that you do. So everybody, please have an amazing and safe weekend. We're going to get through this COVID nonsense together. We become stronger as we stick together. Remember, there's a lot of hate going out, uh, going on out there. Don't let it get to you. It, it's not even worth it. We all come together because we love the game of football. So that's what it's all about. Hopefully you guys have a great weekend. Stay safe. I will catch you guys on Tuesday. And as always, dominate every single thing that you do. Check you guys out later. Never forget the day.